We are talking about habits today, building habits, and some of the key aspects that researchers have found help us to cement habits in, to make them automatic, to make habits into habits, right? We're all trying to find ways to get ourselves to do the things that we would like to do. And I'm talking about eating more veggies. I'm talking about working out and all the other things. We talked recently about sleep schedule, making a habit into that. And so a lot of people wonder, well, what are the aspects of that? How can I, how can I hack this process so that it becomes easier? Well, I'm going to share with you some points from a recent, recent article that was found in the Wall Street Journal. And yes, I've been saving some articles up. I wanted to talk to you about them here on the podcast. We've had other topics that were scheduled. And so in my reading, I'm just saving links. And now is a good time for me to get to them. I want to share these with you. And and when I cite an article, I'll put the link in the show notes for you. Love it because what has the author of the article done? But he's gathered together a whole bunch of research to help us to understand the process of building habits. And you might know that I'm a bit of a habit-building nerd. I just am. I have read the books on it. I have written books on it. And I love the process. I love teaching it to my clients, the clients that enroll in our coaching program. That's what it's all about, is building habits. We isolate specific habits that we have found are game changers in the process of improving health. They are the habits that are the smallest effort for the biggest return in terms of results. We put those all together into a year-long program. One habit leads to the next, leads to the next, and we have our clients focus on just one at a time and build on them over time, as well as getting live support in weekly group coaching calls and daily contact with a coach through our app. If you think that that's something that you could benefit from, go ahead and go to the show notes and click on the link there or go to beginwithin.fit slash coaching and get started with the option that works the best for you. Now, here's the cool thing. And I'm not, I'm not trying to brag as I say this, but I do think it's very cool that the research that's cited in this article as much as we love learning about habits, and I'm sure that this article got a lot of attention because people love talking and learning about habits. Everything that it covers are things that we already know at Begin Within, and they're things that are already built into the program. But I love reading this stuff because I want to make sure that we have the best habit-building program to help support you in improving your health. So let's dive in. Let's talk about some of the big takeaways from the you know, research that was gathered together to write this article. Now, first and foremost, simplify the process and repeat it often. Simplify the process. Focus small. We talk about this a lot. Make your focus on a very small habit and repeat it often. How long does it take? How, how long do you have to repeat it in order for it to become a habit, in order for it to become, quote-unquote, automated how long does it take? The researchers that are uh, referenced here in this article 
found that it took an average of 66 days to form a new habit. So two to three months on average. So settle in. If you want to develop a new habit, settle in for a while, right? Two to three months on average, some shorter, some longer. The smaller the habit is, generally the shorter the time it takes to lock it in. That's why we pick small habits, okay? At Begin Within in our coaching program. But if you're trying to develop a habit, just get used to the fact that it's going to take some time. And if it's a more complicated habit, something that has a lot of pieces, like trying to go to the gym to work out, there's a lot to that thing. There's a lot to that habit. Realize that it's probably going to take a little bit longer. Now, here's an interesting one. And this specifically applies to us as people who like to work out, right? I know you do, or at least you're trying to. Here's what they found with gym goers. They found that, and you could guess which, which were more successful at getting to the gym consistently. Those who stuck to a consistent schedule or those who had a flexible schedule, a variable schedule. In other words, I'll get to the gym when it's convenient for me versus I got to get to the gym at 7 a.m. This is interesting. Those that said, I'm going to stick to this rigid schedule did worse at, at developing the new habit. Those that were flexible, they had a backup plan. They said, okay, if I don't go then, I can go then later in the day, right? In other words, it's not, it's not an all or nothing process. If I didn't get there at the perfect time, well, forget about it, right? That's kind of what happens when we set ourselves up with a rigid schedule. But if we think about having a flexible schedule, having backup plans, and just taking it easy on ourselves, if we didn't get there at the perfect time, but knowing that getting it done is more important than being perfect, we're going to be more successful. There's another interesting aspect on the um, on this article, and I think that maybe it goes without saying, but we pick up on healthy habits. We, we try to get these new habits into our life because we think they're going to make us feel better. But guess what? They usually, as we make changes, we feel worse. And, and, and it comes down to this simply. We have habits in place for a reason. If we're trying to incorporate a new habit, that means that we're going to undo something else. Right? It just stands to reason. If you're going to go to to the gym at 7 a.m. Well, there was something you were already doing at 7 a.m. that was probably part of your regular habitual routine. And there's a reason why you were doing it then. Because it made you feel comfortable. It made you feel good to do it the old way. If we're going to do something new, we're going to be uncomfortable. So this is a huge piece of change. Understanding that there's going to, going to be discomfort along the way. And those who expect discomfort tend to do better at developing new habits. Those who get scared when it's difficult because they didn't expect it to be difficult, they didn't expect it to be uncomfortable, 
they end up quitting. They end up going back to the way things were and not following through on the new habit. So that's interesting, right? Expect that you're going to feel uncomfortable. Expect that you're not going to feel better right away. It's going to take some time to make changes. But that's when the great things happen, right? We know that out of our comfort zone. And then finally, there's an idea here about instant gratification. And normally we think, okay, that's bad, right? <laughs> it just, I want to have instant gratification. That's what got me into trouble in the first place, right? With, with M&Ms or potato chips or whatever, right? Here's the thing. Instant gratification might be what got some less healthy habit locked in in the first place. But it is instant gratification that needs to be present in order for us to more successfully develop a new habit. And what that means is we need to feel good doing it. And the cool thing is there are so many ways to feel good, right? We could celebrate just on our own. We can think as we do the thing about why it's so important to us that we're doing it. We could think about how proud we are of ourselves for doing it. We need to find some way to feel good as we do the new thing. Again, we already talked about it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be uncomfortable. It's not going to feel good in itself. So we have to do something else in order to make sure that we are having fun, that we're enjoying it, that we're feeling good because we change best when we feel good. Again, this is something that we've baked into our Habit Academy, which is part of our coaching program. But some easy ways you could do it. You can think about how to do it. Don't just you know get on the treadmill and think, that's it, I'm gonna get on the treadmill. And you just stare at the wall while you're walking. Make it fun. Listen to something you enjoy. Listen to your favorite songs. Watch the show that you've been wanting to watch. Listen to the podcast, <laughs> like this one, that you've been wanting to listen to as you're doing it. Make it enjoyable for yourself because as you do, you're going to feel good and then you're much more likely to do it again and to feel uh, successful as you do it. And that is what creates the habit. That's what wires it in to our brains. So just a quick recap. Make it simple. Plan to repeat it a lot of times. This is going to take some time, months in most cases. Plan ahead, but also be flexible. Have a backup plan. Realize that if it didn't work the first way, there are other options for getting this thing done. Be realistic and expect to feel uncomfortable, especially initially. And then finally, find a way to incorporate instant gratification into the process for yourself. I know you can do this. I know that you can develop habits. These are some of the big takeaways from the current research and the article that is linked in the show notes for you. But there are also other resources there. If you want some support, some accountability, and some guidance along the way, I'm here for you. I have built a program that works, that is helping people one at a time to develop healthier habits to become healthier versions of themselves. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to beginwithin.fit slash coaching to enroll right now. 
Thanks so much for listening, for being here with me, and for being somebody who's working hard at the process of becoming the best possible version of themselves. I'm going to celebrate you for that, and I will talk with you again next time.